Good morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord, our King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, so govern our hearts and our minds by your Holy Spirit that ever mindful of your glorious return, we may persevere in both faith and holiness of living. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our reading for this last Sunday of the church year is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We've made it! This is the final message in this year's stewardship series, by which I hope you have been strengthened in your faith and encouraged in your stewardship, that is to say, your Christian life. Here is the ninth principle which we addressed this morning. God's stewards live in the present and look to the future. This means that as God's stewards, we live knowing that God is planning a place in heaven for us, but we're also firmly committed to his rule here and now. I don't know if any of you remember a time when your mothers were screaming frantically at you because they caught you doing something you shouldn't have been doing, but I sure do. Maybe as a parent, you've even asked, what on earth are you doing for heaven's sake? Well, depending on where you put the accent, that can be a very good question. What on earth are you doing for heaven's sake? Or to put it another way, what are you doing here and now that'll make a difference for all eternity? Or, as R.C. Sproul so adroitly put it, right now counts forever. There is no doubt, none of us wants to be so heavenly-minded that we aren't any earthly good. And yet, on the flip side, it's not a good thing to be so earthly-minded that we're no heavenly good either. So today, we explore this tension with which we Christians live. You and I are citizens of this world, 
We are citizens of this country and this state, and yet in the third chapter of Paul's letter to the Philippians, we hear, our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, generally speaking, your birth establishes your citizenship, which we know is also able to be changed, as with those born elsewhere but apply for and follow procedure for citizenship in a new country. And we also know that some even hold a dual citizenship, such as maybe the U.S. and the U.K., or maybe the U.S. and Canada, that kind of thing. Now that, dual citizenship, that is really a picture of your status and mine. For each of us was not only born in a particular place on earth, but we were also reborn in baptism. And ever since, we've also been citizens of heaven, citizens of God's kingdom. What an awesome thing. You know, it required that the eternal king of heaven, the one who created the here and now, this earth, to enter our world and become one of us. He who is outside of time entered time, and he became not only a citizen of this world with us, but he became the lowliest citizen, despised, rejected by men, poor, without the things of this world, for the Son of Man had no place to lay his head. And as if that weren't bad enough, he who kept perfectly every law of this world, divine and human, was killed like the worst criminal, denied every right of citizenship, nailed to a cross for our law-breaking. Heavenly King Jesus died so that we earth-bound sinners could become citizens also of his heavenly kingdom. And that is what we are. Yes, it is awesome. On the other hand, dual citizenship comes with its conflicts and challenges. So you and I and all Christians live and move and have our being in two kingdoms. And as God's stewards, we are keenly aware of that truth as we strive to live with that tension. In our gospel lesson, Jesus says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. With our still sinful flesh and the influence of our culture, it's way too easy to get caught up in working for status and stuff. Far too many actually believe their worth is measured by that status and stuff. So we strive to have more stuff, to have bigger and better stuff, and to have the latest or newest stuff. How many people are pumped about themselves as they sport around their newest gadget or whatever else is the latest and greatest? We spend huge amounts of time, treasure, and energy God gives us in building, supplying, and maintaining of our earthly kingdoms, don't we? It's a sad thing to consider how many relationships between family members or friends are negatively affected because of the stuff that our sinful hearts naturally covet and cling to as if that stuff is the source of our well-being. St. Paul puts it this way, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Now, I imagine that many wars and woes in this world would cease if money and stuff 
weren't so coveted. It's because of God's undeserved kindness and love through Jesus Christ's death and resurrection that you and I have dual citizenship. And it's important that in all our decisions, plans, and actions, we keep this truth before us. There are things you have and things that you do that are all about this world, that are all about the here and now, that are all about us, things we look to as our security here. The truth is, though, all those things really aren't much security for us, are they? When we put our hopes and trust in the things of this world, then those things become for us our God or gods. And when we do that, our dual citizenship is put in jeopardy and can even be forfeited. Do you remember Jesus telling his disciples about the man who focused on building bigger barns to store up all his grain and his possessions so he could live securely for the rest of his life? God called that man a fool, for he had only laid up things for himself for this life only. And you may recall the Lord had a tragic last word for him. This night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? Beloved, you and I, by the grace of God in our crucified and risen Savior, have the hope of living forever in a kingdom not of this world. And forever is not just a long time. St. Paul writes, as for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Too often we react to Paul's writing of the rich in this present age as not pertaining to us. But truth be told, when compared to the majority of people living on earth, we are rich in the things of this world, and God knows it. St. Peter reminds us that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night and that all the material things to which we often get too attached to will go up in smoke. Then he asks, since all the stuff in the world won't last, what type of people ought we be in holiness and godliness? In other words, as we make decisions and plans with all the things with which the Lord privileges us here and now, we should keep in mind our citizenship not only in this present world, but especially in where we hope to spend eternity. Therefore, our faith, expressing itself in the love with which God loves us, seeks to do good, seeks to be rich in good deeds, and in being generous with the things the Lord has privileged us to have. Our faith is willing to give and to share. You and I are truly blessed. We have a God who loves us so much that he willingly gave his life, paying for all our sin when we deserved it not, who additionally invites us and gathers us here so he can feed us spiritually with his word and sacraments, creating and sustaining our faith in Christ. Again, 
We are abundantly blessed by the saving work of Christ, and so it's our privilege and pleasure to be a blessing to the church, to Christ's mission, to family and friends, and to others throughout our community and world, wherever the need is. Amen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let us pray. God the Father, help us to hear the call of Christ the King and to follow in his service, whose kingdom has no end, for he reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, one glory. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deerwalk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.